Um, how's how's your job going? Uh, anyway, yeah. So my job is good. I've been tromping through the mud the first two days. Okay. Also, fun story. So you have to have snake boots, right? Yeah. Um, because apparently we deal with a lot of snakes, and so the first day we went to go shop for snake boots, and they don't make snake boots in women's sizes. That's just not a thing that they do. Okay. So I figured out that I would need like a men's six. I guess. And they don't carry men's sixes at any of the stores that sell snake boots. So, we had to special order me some snake boots. They haven't gotten here yet. Uh, maybe Monday. Uh, but anyway, we had to special order me some. So, in the meantime, I was wearing a men's size 8 snake boot that they just had. <laughs> okay. And my boss didn't know this, apparently. I thought he knew this. Well, he didn't know this. And so, he took me out to a site on Tuesday... And, uh, we were, like, wading through mud and stuff. Well, not, like, wading, but they're knee-high boots, and it was pretty, it was pretty deep mud. So, anyway, we were, like, going through the mud, and apparently when your boots are two sizes too big, you sink in the mud, and you can't get your feet out. Because my foot wasn't big enough to put enough leverage on the boot to actually get it out of the mud. So... I just fell backwards into my coworker, and he had to literally lift me out of the mud. <laughs> Did you yeah. leave the boots there? Did you manage to get the boots out? Um, he had to hold me up and then pull my boots out one at a time. I couldn't do anything. He, I, I was like completely dependent on Chris at this point. It was hilarious. <laughs> and then a little while later, like we started walking again, and you know, uh, a little while later. One of my boots got snagged on something that was like under the water, like a branch or something. I don't know. But so it was just one of them. But it hit me fast. So I fell in the water, basically, um, like elbow deep with my right arm into this muddy, nasty water. And I'm like touching the bottom, holding myself up, but I'm stuck and I can't get my foot. So here comes Chris again, like trying to help me. And he like gives me his shoulder to lean on so I can get my arm out of the mud. And I leave a muddy handprint on his shirt, on his shoulder, oh, that he no. had on his shirt for the rest of the day. And I feel so bad. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's and again, funny. he had to, like, pull my boot out of the mud because I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> anyway, though. The past three days, I've just been working on computers, and that's been fine it's been tedious but it's been fine yeah that doesn't that sounds pretty okay i bet it could certainly be worse yeah i've been working on our database and like trying to input all of this massive files of data and like correcting the data and stuff so um oh that sounds that sounds absolutely terrible actually i'm i'm really sorry that that's your life it's okay um a uh, fun thing about pets Apparently, my boss has a daughter who really wants a snake. Oh. And so we found a snake at the really muddy site, and mm. he put it in a Gatorade bottle and brought it home to his daughter. That's sketchy as hell, Ashley. That's <laughs> that's really weird. Well, he didn't want to get her a boa because he's like, nobody needs boas. They're not like native here, and there's nothing you can do with them once they get big. And he was like, so she's just been asking for a green snake. And I told her if I found one, that I'd bring it home for her. And then after she's done with it, we'll just, like, release it out into the wild again. Okay. So there you go. Wow. 
So she doesn't. Does she want it as a pet, or does she just want to like have a snake? Um, I think she kind of wants it as a pet, but I think he knows that she might not want a snake forever. So they're gonna take care of it and have it as a pet, and then if she decides she doesn't want a snake anymore, he'll release it back to where it came from. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's pretty reasonable. Um, man, I, I have to tell you, I think if my daughter came up to me and was like, Hey daddy, you know what pet I want? A snake. I would be like, that's very interesting of you. I hope that you pursue that when you're an adult. <laughs> you can be the yeah. snake lady. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to have to do that with Dylan. He'll be like, Hey, Ashley, I want a snake. And I'll be like, you know, that's really interesting, Dylan. I hope you pursue that someday when you're not with me. <laughs> that's savage, Ashley. That's really savage. Yep. Uh, um. Hey, everybody. I'm Ashley. Why do you always do this? Because <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> Um, and I'm Levi, I guess. And we're the Improbable Pet Entertainment Team. And today's topic is I pet pregnant dogs. Um, oh, that sounds so cute. I can't, I can't wait to see them. Um, oh, pregnant dogs—they're adorable, and puppies are even more adorable, don't you think? I, I do. I do think. So, before we get into the topic, I have some good news and bad news depending on sort of your outlook and and depending on what topic we lead into first, really. My dog, <laughs> my beautiful, beautiful baby girl, Molly Blackstone Carpenter Carol Benitez. Um, she has a lot of names. Uh, <laughs> um, not only was pregnant, um, she was pregnant when we were planning on recording this episode the first time, um, but since then she's actually had puppies. Um, and there's seven of them. They're adorable and, and alternately black, white, and brown with no spots, not a single spot on any of them, which is kind of weird. Um, well, I mean, Molly's not spotted and Junior's not either. It's just, I, it's, you know, I just imagine that. I don't know why. I just imagine that when dogs of different colors breed, they make spotted dogs, but that's obviously not true. Um, uh, and uh, they're adorable, and there's going to be pictures. Um, probably the thumbnail to this podcast is going to be a picture of one of the puppies or all of the puppies. And cool. Before we talk about what to do when your dog is pregnant, <laughs> um, which is a genuine thing to be concerned about, and what to do with the adorable puppies when they come out, we really should talk about kind of a more important and more general issue. Um, that I, I imagine Ashley knows more about than me because Ashley's just a better citizen than I am. And that's the idea of pet overpopulation. Uh, do you want to tell me kind of what that is even, Ashley? All right. So pet overpopulation is something that has happened because of the way people are. So people are like, I want a cute dog. And they're like, and I want this specific kind of cute dog. So people have breeders and 
all this stuff where they can get any kind of dog they want and those breeders make tons of puppies and try and sell them and if a puppy doesn't turn out right or if they just can't sell all the puppies like puppies end up in like shelters and in bad situations and stuff and so also that demand for the certain kind of dog and you're like oh I just really need me a fluffy frou-frou doggo and you are stuck on that idea then there's other dogs who are already in the shelters who you could have adopted and there would be one less puppy in the shelter but instead you got a fluffy frou-frou dog and there's more dogs in the shelters without homes because of that okay um that's not that's not good so it seems to me like we as humans have sort of created dogs you know and that's we've also created an economy around dogs a demand for them and because of the way we've managed that economy it seems like we're not taking very good care of of our dogs yeah it's really strange to me the like value that are placed on like purebred puppies like they can cost a lot of money and it's just so strange to me Um, that there's like such a demand for like a purebred like certain dog well i mean we all got to get those those um you know those purebred shelties or doberman you know like how are we going to train our dogs to attack people if they're not purebred doberman um i mean i don't think that's reasonable i don't i don't really either um okay uh so in in looking up what to do when your dog is pregnant i I don't know why but i'm getting a lot of text messages um in looking up what to do when your dog is pregnant (laughs) i i found um suggestions about what to do with the puppies if you can't find homes for them um and you know they were put them in the shelter or i even have found several sources that i told you about that suggested just releasing the dogs because quote they're just dogs um and i think that's a really unhealthy way to think about the animals that i mean it's they're not just like they're not just squirrels you know squirrels do their own thing they're not they're fairly independent of humans although they do eat all of our stuff they'd probably uh, (laughs) die pretty quickly without humans i imagine but um but you know dogs dogs are you know made really by humans and for people to take care of so when you say they're just dogs you have to remember that they're i mean i don't know i don't know how to say it i don't know what this is a really kind of weird like they're not like sometimes people get like animals that used to be wild animals or like their their species is a wild animal and they're like oh well i have this rabbit and so i'm just gonna let it go but it's not a wild animal. Like it was raised in a cushy human-made environment, and it doesn't know how to be a wild animal. So, like with dogs, like if it was raised by a person and it's lived with a person and its food comes in a bowl all the time, like you can't just let it out and like think that it's gonna be okay with that. And like a puppy, its mom might have lived with humans all her life. She doesn't know how to teach her puppy how to go like live in the wild. Like that's not something that they're going to be super good at uh 
Yeah, I mean, I imagine that would be very similar to you as a, you know, as a young adult being told to go live in the forest, right? Like, yeah. Um, and another thing, I hear people say this a lot, and I think it's kind of insane that um, if you let dogs be wild, then their instincts will, will, uh, you know, guide them properly, and their instincts will take over. Um, and that the reason that you can't just let humans out into the forest and expect them to survive is humans are farther removed from their instincts, right? But I imagine that there have been more generations of dogs that since we removed them from wolves than there have been of humans since we um, became a self-sustaining society. Um, so if anything, yeah. you're probably more related to a lot of your instincts than, than many dogs are. Because um, like dog instincts at this point, they're not wolves. Dogs instincts are to form connections with humans. That's what dog instincts tell dogs to do. Um, yeah. And yeah. So pet overpopulation is a really serious issue too. Like that's why it, it's more than about just wild dogs the way I understand it, because there's so many dogs in shelters, for example, even, you know, um, where people have just decided they don't even want their dogs anymore. Sometimes they're, you know, even good dogs, you know, adults or even elderly dogs that just didn't fit into someone's life anymore. Um, and that is even contributing to pet overpopulation. And that's kind of what we're talking about, I think, anyway. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, you... You talk more about it. You definitely know more than me. So what are what are some really genuine concerns? And also what what do you do to help prevent this? How can you how can you stop pet overpopulation? Okay, so some things to prevent it would be getting your animal spayed and neutered. Um, that way you don't contribute to it with your household pets. Um, I would also say helping your local shelters send pets to good homes so you can either volunteer with your local shelters to help socialize animals and help make sure that they can get adopted um, or you know having like food drives and uh, like supply drives for your animal shelters so that they have enough food and supplies for the animals that they are having to take care of that's also really helpful um, so overpopulation of animals is pretty concerning because in America, we euthanize some of our dogs that are in shelters. Uh, a surprise, like it's a pretty high amount too, it's pretty sad. Um, and also you can have a pretty good dog end up at a shelter that, you know, he could have a home, he like had a home before, he's a good dog and they get scared and totally alters their behaviors so they end up not being able to get a home because they've been in the shelter for long enough that they are really terrified and people can't see through that when they're looking for a sweet dog at the shelter they just like oh this one's mean and scared well you know he's mean and scared because he's in a mean and scary environment um, so having this pet overpopulation that causes so many good dogs to go into shelters uh, really affects their attitudes and how they are and makes them even less likely to get a home sometimes if the shelter is pretty bad. Um, 
yeah, but spaying and neutering your pets, like there's low cost options too, uh, depending on your area, local shelters will do some different things uh, to help you get your pets spayed and such. And it really makes a difference. Um, any, like if your dog has puppies and you send them off to homes, that's just decreasing the demand for shelter puppies. So uh, just anything you can do to keep it down yourself would be awesome. Um, yeah, and, oh, man. So, you're telling me, because that hadn't occurred to me before, that a dog that's in a shelter will a lot of, well, not a lot of times, but sometimes become mean, become affected. I mean, I guess that makes sense. It just had never occurred to me. Yeah, sometimes they're, like, really scared. Like, I mean, they're in a new place. They're, like... Dogs, sometimes it goes from they have a loving home to the next day they've been dropped off at a shelter. And that's scary. And, like, it's a big change for them. And they don't know what to do. And some shelters are really bad. Um, just really bad. And so ending up in that kind of environment just can totally change how a dog acts. Um, I mean, I know that's true. Even on, even very good shelters are a lot of can can be scary. Like I I know for a fact that the shelter here in Cookville where we live is is a good is a pretty good shelter, and I know a lot of the people that volunteer there, and and they're all good people. And I went there the other day, and it was like going into a war zone, you know, and and that's a reasonably good shelter too, right? Yeah. Um, so. Most shelters probably are not up to that quality just because of the amount of staff and works that it takes to really care for large bodies of dogs. Um, mm -hmm. um, if I, I, I would suggest to all of our listeners to please go, go to your shelter. Even if you can't volunteer, go in and see what it's like and see if that changes your view about pet overpopulation because, um, our pets are more than just, you know, accoutrements to our lives. They're they're creatures um, that humanity more or less made, and that it's really our responsibility to take care of. Yeah. Um, and I mean, go to your shelter and see if they need anything. Like, it might be that they don't have a lot of food. Like, they don't have a lot of food, and they don't have a lot of money to go buy more dog food that month. So, you know, just see if they need something and maybe bring them a bag of dog food or something um yeah i mean like like most um what is it what's the word that i'm looking for i totally forgot like mo like most charity things um it's really lots of people doing little things that has the most effects more than one person doing a lot of things um uh so yeah go go ask your shelter what what they need they, you know they might just need somebody who can walk dogs once a week or or a bag of dog food or you know, some cat food you know um mm -hmm. and who knows maybe you'll find your next new best friend while you're there so go check it out um do you think we've more or less exhausted that topic yeah seems good well, do you know what that means? That means that we can move kind of away from this heavy topic and um, on to something a little brighter um, and a little more gushy because uh, I get to talk about puppies and I love puppies and everybody loves puppies because puppies are adorable. <laughs>
so what do you, what do you think some of the ways that you would tell if your dog is pregnant? I, I imagine you actually know the answer to this already. Like, I, I bet you just know this one offhandedly. Um, I mean, their tummies get big. Uh, that's true, but they get big in a weird way. Uh, I, I was surprised. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever seen a pregnant dog before. Like, they don't get, like, bulbous the way humans do. They, I, they just, like, fill out more. Like, they don't get wider or, or much deeper, really. Well, until they're very, very pregnant. Yeah. Um, once they're very, very pregnant, you'll see their tummies sometimes even, like, will rub the ground, um, which is funny. Well, it's like people just have one really big baby, and dogs have, like, a lot of little ones, so the, like, it's spread out more, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Um, and cats are like that, too. Like, when cats are pregnant, they don't really get, like, a big round tummy. They just kind of get a bigger tummy. Uh oh, I imagine um I, I imagine pregnant cats look adorable. Have you seen that that video documentary Ketty yet? No, but I want to. Oh, I watched the first uh few minutes yesterday while I was cleaning the house and it's really adorable. Uh it's really cool. Um I kinda I really want to go to Istanbul just to see the cat culture there now. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Istanbul. Um, I don't know anything about Turkey, but I bet they have good food. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, okay, so the first sign you might encounter when if your dog is pregnant is um, their appetite will decrease a lot of times. And, and this is caused by something very similar to morning sickness. Dogs um, feel nauseous, just like people, because there's something inside their bodies moving their organs around. Um, huh. which I imagine can't be very comfortable, but fortunately I'm never going to have to find out. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Just like humans, dogs will experience morning sickness and that's the most common early sign of dog pregnancy. Um, and if your dog does lose her appetite, um, even if she's not pregnant, this is general advice. Oh, and this is a disclaimer, just so you know. I'm not a vet, and as far as I know, Ashley's not a vet. So if you, <laughs> I'm going to tell you how to tell how to maybe suspect if your dog is pregnant. These might be some warning signs, but if you want to be sure, or if you're concerned about your dog's pregnancy, go to a vet because they know way more than us. Um, and I'm not a yeah, doctor. Yeah, and they can do like a little. They can do a puppy ultrasound or something. I'm sure. Um, that That'd sounds be super cute. That sounds very adorable. Um, uh, um, so if at any point for the rest of eternity, if, if any of us give you um, medical advice of any kind, even if it is it, it is for your pet um, and you listen to it, then you've done a bad idea. You've done a, you've done a bad thing and you should rethink your life. Um, uh, so if your dog does lose their appetite, even if they're not pregnant, um, it's probably okay. Um, she's probably just not hungry or feeling a little queasy. Don't force feed them. Um, if you're really worried about it, you can augment their food by putting something that they like in it, like like gravy or, or you know, some kind of human food that's not going to be bad for their diet. Um, cheese. Cheese, yeah. Dogs love cheese. Um, and yeah. if at any point you're very concerned or if it lasts for more than three or three or so days at a time, 
um, you should probably take your dog to a vet because um, if your dog doesn't eat for several days, um, especially if you're like enticing them with human food or cheese, then uh, there may be something actually wrong. So go talk to your vet about that. Um, just in case you thought that might be hard to notice, some dogs, um, not most dogs, but some dogs when they get pregnant, um, immediately have an increased appetite. Uh, that's sometimes that's the first sign. Uh, um, so, uh, some dogs will totally skip the morning sickness, which I found out humans do too, interestingly. Uh, mm -hmm. and jump straight to having a sharp increase in appetite and even cravings. Um, if you find that your dog is having cravings, um, she may be pregnant. She may also just be trying to trick you into giving her human food. <laughs> uh, um, so, there you go. If your dog suddenly gets much hungrier than usual, then just feed her. Um that's what I would generally suggest about any creature getting more hungry than usual, uh, unless that becomes a real problem. Uh, like, unless you're going to be that French guy that would eat anything. Uh, um, what do you think the next one is? Okay. Based on what you know about humans and dogs, uh, what do you think the next one is? Moodiness. Moodiness? Well, I guess that makes sense. I, I, I mean, I suppose dogs would... Um, that is one of the signs, actually, looking at my list here. You're right. Like, behavioral changes are a pretty common sign, especially as they get later in pregnancy. And, um, because pregnancy, especially for dogs, I imagine, because they, uh, you know, it's not explained to them. <laughs> like, you can't really explain what pregnancy is to a dog. So I imagine that, uh, it's very stressful for them to have their body suddenly grow in weird ways. Well, I mean, you can explain it to them. It just wouldn't necessarily mean they understand it. Yeah, I mean, you can. I you should probably even do this. This might help calm your dog down. Uh, sit down and and really discuss with your dog what it means to be pregnant. But um, uh, I don't. I don't. Think maybe maybe happen. talk to them about how they should have used protection and. Yeah, uh, you know what? Really scold them. Um, that's yeah. what dogs really want to help feel less stress is to be really scolded by their people. <laughs> and say you're not angry but you are disappointed i know that every time my girlfriend come home comes home and she's pregnant i i i just really scold her for not using protection um <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway um, um lethargy um is is the next most common sign of pregnancy although it tends to be like a few weeks in, not very early on, like the first two, um, you'll mm -hmm. find that they'll be more tired and and less wanting to run around. And a lot of times this will last um, for the remaining duration of the pregnancy. Um, and yet again, this applies to humans. It's amazing how pregnancy is, is very similar across just about all species, isn't it? It's very strange. Um, hey, I have a question. This is really off topic, yeah. but I just I just had this thought. Do you know if if apes have litters or babies? I think they have individual babies. Oh, that's really interesting. Okay, I guess that makes sense. I'm not 100 percent sure about that, but I'm like 60 percent. What do you think is more common? What do you think? What do you think most animals have litters or most animals have babies? 
Um, I I'm under the understanding that it depends on like the kind of animal. Yeah, yeah. Like if they're like bigger animals that um that don't need a really high population to like exist well, then they'll just have a single baby. But if it's like uh, mice or rabbits or prey animals, then they have lots of babies so that they can lose a few. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm d okay. That's really interesting. I, I, I've never thought that question before. I imagine that next episode might be about, um, how different animals have babies because i know there's some weird ways that animals have babies uh anyway um after lethargy probably the most obvious sign that you'll see um and this will go along with with tummy growth is um dogs nipples will change very drastically and in a relatively short period of time um, so if your dog suddenly gaining a lot of weight wasn't a big enough tip-off for you, um, then their nipples growing three inches as they fill with milk um, probably should be a really big red flag for you that your dog is pregnant. Um, uh, this is, yeah, that's a pretty sure sign of pregnancy. Uh, most of these other things, even tummy growth, can be signs of other things, but nipple growth, as far as I know, is really only pregnancy. Um, a dog's nipples will grow as they get farther along in their pregnancy and they will even a lot of times change color because of the increased blood flow so um, they'll probably get more red or or maybe even like bluish because it'll be kind of like a bruise um, so there you go uh, and the most concerning thing about about the dog pregnancy that you might want to keep an eye out for is obviously the behavioral changes. Um, dogs, as they get more stressed, will um, behave in different and strange ways. Uh, and some of those ways might not necessarily be very good, um, you know, for you and your family. But bear with it. It's only going to last for like a month probably. But um if your dog starts seeming skittish when she's pregnant, maybe keep your like small children away from her, uh, because a lot of dogs will get very protective if they're pregnant, um, especially if they're younger dogs. Uh, so just be aware of that. That's a really important thing. You don't want your dog to accidentally hurt someone because she's very stressed. Yeah, and I'd say that goes along with after she has the puppies too, like. Make sure that she's comfortable with your kids being around her puppies, because if she's scared and she has her babies with her, she's going to be a little more aggressive, probably, if she feels threatened by your kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. Also, try to make sure your kids don't make your dog feel threatened. That's a really important thing. Um, just in general, like, really teach your yeah. kids how to behave around dogs. <laughs> um, I know. I know when Molly had puppies. This is only like two weeks ago when Molly had puppies. Um, Colson was so excited about it. He, I went there and um, he walked up to me and he was like, mommy won't let me go look at the puppies. Can will you take me to look at the puppies? And I was like, no, no, man. Like mom's probably right. Like, like the puppy, when the puppies start climbing out of the closet, then you can play with them. Mm -hmm. Um, 
he was very curious about the puppies. It was, it was really adorable. I, I picked one up and I, I let him I let it let him pet it very gently while I was there. Um, because Molly's pretty okay with me me taking the dogs. It doesn't seem to worry her at all. Yeah. Um. Which is really adorable. Did I tell you uh, when I went to visit mom? Because um, that's where Molly lives now. For everybody who's listening, uh, she used to live with me, but my mom moved to a farm, so she lives there now. Um, I uh, I walked there, and then Molly heard me, and she came out, and she bounced out, and she got really excited, and then she stopped, and she looked at me, and she started like walking away, and then she turned her head back, and looked at me because she wanted me to follow her. And I followed her and she climbed into the things and just sat right next to all the puppies and then looked at me like, look at them all. Look at how adorable they are. That's really cute. I know. It was, it was, it was amazing. And I loved every second of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Ashley, tell me, cause I didn't, I didn't actually look this up. Um, what do you, what do you do once your dog has had puppies? What's what's the right thing to do for the puppies? And also, what do you do with the puppies if you don't really want them? Regale me with your Okay, tips. so I also haven't looked this up, but I just have a general knowledge. So y'all, you know, also do some research. But uh, I would say that you need to make sure that all of the puppies are eating and that they're eating enough. Um, sometimes puppies, especially as they get a little older, can be kind of aggressive towards each other. And if there's like a runt, then they can be kind of mean to them. So make sure all of them are getting enough food and that they're all being like equally cared for uh, by their mom and that they're not being picked on. Um, if you have a concern with a puppy being picked on or not getting enough food, you might have to take it away from the others at a certain point um, and take care of it by yourself, but hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, make sure that their mom is like keeping them clean and everything and that the where you're where they're staying is clean so if they're in a box or a closet or whatever just make sure their area is always clean uh do the best you can with that i know mom dogs can be a little bit uh touchy about you coming in and messing with their area but uh, do your best and uh make sure that they're socialized you want them to like people uh so make sure that all of their experiences with people are you know good ones and that they learn pretty early on that people are awesome and that they want to be around them. Um, and I definitely make sure that their mom is getting enough food. Um, Cause if she's hungry and not having enough food, she won't have enough milk for the puppies and that's going to be a problem too. So make sure that their mom's healthy, make sure that they're healthy, make sure they're all getting enough love and attention. I think that you're also um, supposed to buy like puppy food for the mom to eat because puppy food has different nutrients in it, right? Uh, yeah, that might be true. Um, and having puppy food around, uh, definitely wouldn't be a bad idea either because eventually, you know, you're going to have to wean the puppies and having that food already there, uh, definitely would help that. Yeah. Um, okay. What else? What do you, how do you, how does, do you know how, I, I know because I've been watching it for the last couple of weeks, but do you know how, um, how mother dogs take care of the puppies? Uh, what 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 would you expect to see from from a, a new parent dog? I'm not sure. I haven't really. I've seen cats with kittens, but not really as much dogs with puppies. Um, from what I can tell, they just lick a lot. That's that's most of what they do is just, oh, just yeah. lick furiously as soon as you put a puppy down. Like if you touch one, 
mm-hmm. uh, um, just furiously lick. Um, yeah. Yep. And <laughs> it's adorable. Uh, Junior, the dad, will like poke his head in the closet and be like, "What's up, guys? There's, I hear there's like some things here." And Molly will just look at him like, "See what you did, you, <laughs> you idiot." This is your fault. <laughs> like, like she doesn't growl at him or anything. Um, but he doesn't. He doesn't even try to get in the closet. He just like looks at the puppies and sniffs them for a minute. And Molly just like glares at him until he walks away. <laughs> uh, have Have you seen the video of there, There's a new viral video uh, where a golden retriever is laying on a couch, and apparently he's the dad of some puppies. And so the guy like brings over one of the puppies, and the golden retriever refuses to look at it like he just like does all of this stuff so that he can like avoid the puppy including like putting his head behind a pillow and eventually just like walking off and the caption is usually that like he's not ready to be a father or whatever uh i always think that's funny oh you know i've never i've never had any kids but i know when colson was born um mom as soon as he got to the house was like do you want to hold him and i was like there's no chance in hell i'm gonna touch that baby until it can walk on its own (laughs) <laughs> and you know what that's what i did i didn't i didn't hold him once until he could already walk <laughs> i think he was crawling that's actually. funny um but babies are scary man like i i imagine if i was a dog and a puppy just showed up out of nowhere i'd be like yo dog you do your thing um <laughs> see you're kind of lucky too though because you're a boy so no one expects to like hand you a baby and have you be like a plus at it but when you're a girl, people expect you to have, like, motherly instincts and to want to hold babies and to know kind of, like, how to, like, how to baby. And I <laughs> am very uncomfortable by that. So I've had people, like, hand me their children. And I'm like, oh, no. And I, like, do my best. Like, I don't mind holding children, I guess. But if they start crying, I don't feel comfortable enough to try and make them stop. I just want to hand them off to their person. Like, I'm like, okay, no. This is not my responsibility, and I'm not going to be as good at this as you are. So I like try to hand them off, and they're like, oh, no, it's okay. And I'm like, no, it's not okay. Your <laughs> child is upset that I'm holding it. Please take it away now. Uh, what else do you got? Do you have anything else about puppies? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, that reminds me of something. Um, so this is a problem with cats, and I would assume it's also a problem with dogs. Uh, but make sure that your mama dog feels safe wherever she is taking care of her puppies. Because yeah. uh, if she feels insecure about where she is, she might try to move the puppies. And if they try to move their babies, they might move them somewhere where you can't help her take care of the babies anymore. And also, you know, sometimes that's just a dangerous process, like moving them to a, like, a whole new place. Yeah. So make sure that she's comfortable so that she doesn't feel like she needs to take them anywhere. Okay. That's a, yeah, that's a really good idea. Um, that I, I hadn't even thought about the dog moving the puppies. Yeah, it can be a real problem with cats. Um, cats will have kittens and then if they don't feel safe there, they'll try and move them to a new place and... You know, sometimes that new place is like the woods or something where it's not a good place for kittens and the mama cat just hasn't figured that out yet. Yeah, that's I know when Molly was first trying to nest, she uh, she went back into like a um, oh, work room that 
who's in the house and somebody had left the door open to and tried to nest mm-hmm. in some fiberglass insulation. Oh no. Yeah, that was like that's where her water broke actually and and uh mom and Chelsea found her and got her in the tub and cleaned her before she had the puppies so that uh none of the puppies would get fiberglass on them and so that Molly would not have fiberglass on her while she was dealing with this. Uh so um make sure to before your dog actually gives birth to find a place that they are comfortable and and put nesting material down for them because otherwise your dog will go and find a nesting place on their own and that place may be less than perfect um yeah yeah uh i think that's i think that's just about all the things that i have i know about puppies at this point other than that they're freaking adorable yeah Uh, did i tell you we we named one of them um uh his name's hamilton oh well (laughs) i was talking to my sister right and um she she has two dogs that she adopted in bahrain when her and her husband were living in bahrain named spartacus and leonidas that she didn't she didn't name they just came with the names um, mm-hmm. so she kind of was toying with the idea of giving all the dogs, all the puppies, um, Greek names. And I was like, that's cool. And, um, she, she suggested some names like Argo. Um, and, um, I don't know. There's like a couple more that, but I remember Argo and I was like, oh, like Jason and the Argonauts. That'd be cool. We could just name all the puppies after uh, the crew members of the Argo. And she was like, what the hell are you talking about? Because um, she was talking <laughs> about some song called Argo that some singer that I've never heard of sings. And I was talking about, like, Jason and the Argonauts, the, like, Greek story. Um, okay. Uh, which I, I, st- I still don't even know what the song is. But there was a very long miscommunication about what we were talking about. Because I kept spouting out names like um, Achilles uh, or... Uh, Jason or Medea and she would be like where are you pulling these names and I'm like it was your suggestion Chelsea you're the, you're the one that suggested the crew members of the Argo <laughs> I don't know what do you want <laughs> uh, so yeah that was that was a long one and then eventually we got away from Greek and, and I suggested Hamilton because I really like that musical and she she thought that was a good idea um, so one of them okay. one of them is named uh, well, that's good. Yeah. Do you have any name suggestions? What would you name some puppies? Uh, we could name one of them with Theodosia. I don't know. Y'all are y'all are going for some really regal names, so I don't know if I have any of those on. Oh here. no, no, no. I'm I'm picking names. Like I I suggested a bunch of Greek names and Hamilton. Um, and all those sound weird. But Chelsea is a lot of times suggesting things like like regular dog names, not not like not like names names, right? Like so. Okay. Uh, it's really just um, me. Well, I don't know. Uh, for any listeners who, I suppose, don't know this, uh, my parents' dog's name is Montgomery, and we chose that because he was a very stately-looking puppy, and we felt like he needed like, a good, <laughs> solid name. So we gave him a really uh, long name, and my mom calls him Montgomery, Alabama a lot when she's mad at him. She'd be like, Montgomery, Alabama, get over here, and stuff like that. Um, 
why didn't she just look up General Montgomery and find out his first name? Uh, probably because we didn't know there was General Montgomery. That's what Montgomery's named after. Um, okay. Yeah, he That's fought cool. in the French and Indian War. I think no, no, no. That came after this. That came after the Revolutionary War. He fought in one of the wars with France in Canada, and they named. That's what Montgomery's named after. Huh. Okay. Uh, um. <laughs> Montgomery. Well, you could name it like. I can't imagine your dog ever looking other, stately. Like... Your dog's just not a stately dog. Uh, <laughs> I know. Well, he's a big goof now, but when he was a puppy, he was always really tired, and he'd just, like, sit really calm, and just, like, look, like, very thoughtful all the time. Oh, right, you told me about Uh, that. He had, like, a worm or something, right? That's why he was always so tired. uh, Was that you? I think, yeah, he might have had worms when he was a baby. I remember this being a topic of conversation. I don't remember necessarily if it was you. <laughs> he had he had fleas really bad when we first got him. We had to like like when we first first got him, we brought him home and immediately just like he was just we didn't even take him in the house. We just sat outside and like gave him a flea bath. Oh. And he was like literally fell asleep while I was like picking fleas off of his body. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Man. Yeah. That poor, poor dog. Where did you get Montgomery? Um, so his mom was a police dog, and she was rescued by a pretty good family after she was retired from the police service, and they were under the impression that she was spayed. They had had her for, like, multiple years now, and she had never had puppies or anything, so they thought she was spayed. Oh. And it turned out she was not. And so um, she got pregnant and had puppies, and they needed um, homes for them, and so we offered to take McGumpy. Okay. Well, that's a good that's a good story. Um, I always like hearing stories about police dogs getting adopted. They're always heartwarming stories, I think. Also, uh, other dogs that really need homes, uh, if you're interested, are greyhounds. There's a lot of greyhound rehabilitations. Uh, Hank Green actually had a greyhound from such a place, and uh, they really need homes. Yeah. Oh, so. uh, is that what Lemon was? What Le- Lemon was a greyhound? Yeah. I didn't uh, know that. I always thought Lemon was a small dog. Um, um Yeah, I'm pretty sure she, she was from a Greyhound Rescue. Whoa. Um, yeah, rescuing Greyhounds is a really important thing. The whole Greyhound industry is kind of despicable. Um, Terrible. Yeah. Um, well, it's also, it's the thing is that I have a problem with just saying that it should be shut down because I, I, I think that is that greyhounds and i've seen this one of my neighbors uh, back when i was a teenager had had a greyhound and there is nothing in life that those dogs love as much as running as fast as they possibly can um so i mean it'd be cool that if greyhounds could you know race for as long as they could and then definitely be taken care of and go to good homes and so on and and if you can earn money on that, that'd be cool. But that's just not what's happening. And and that's very distressing. And, I, and I'm upset about it. And greyhounds, mm-hmm. greyhounds are really cool dogs. And they are known to be some of the most friendly, um, caring dogs that you can get. And they're super intelligent. And, and they are some of the most systematically abused animals uh, that 
or systematically abused pets anyway. And that's a real problem. Um, like always, industry mm-hmm. came in and ruined a really cool thing and made it terrible and difficult to enjoy. Um, because I would love to be able to watch like Greyhound races without thinking about how those dogs are going to go um, and, and not get happy homes a lot of times. Um, man, this is a heavy episode. We did a lot of heavy talking today. We, did, we, we talked about some heavy <laughs> stuff. Huh. I guess that's going to happen probably every third or fourth episode. Um, okay. I think that's we about it. We keep it real for you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, next week, I promise I will talk much less than I did this week. Uh, <laughs> and... We love you all. If you have any questions, you can email us at ipetpodcasts at gmail.com. Um, uh, we we also phone? have a Twitter, oh. uh, which I've been neglecting a little bit, but I will get back on that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Definitely go by the Twitter and, and follow it. And that that might very well be the best way to communicate with us because it's just a little more instant. And also Ashley's managing that. Like if, you, if you're going through the Gmail, then that's going to be that's on me. Um, and, and that means it's probably less likely that I'm going to, going <laughs> to communicate with you, uh, cause I'm bad about that. <laughs> um, so if you really want to talk to us, you should probably go to the iPad Twitter. Is it just called iPad? What's the Twitter called? What's the handle? Do you know? iPad pod cats, I think. iPad pod cats is the Twitter handle. <laughs> You've pressed like a phone button a lot of times, like <laughs> like every five or ten minutes. Uh, you, you press it makes like a phone button sound. I haven't even been like messing with my phone. Oh, okay. I don't know. That's going to be an interesting thing to deal with from now on. Uh, <laughs> that might be on my end. I okay. Don't know. Hold on. So, like that? Did that make a noise? No, it didn't. Okay, so I just, like, unlocked my phone. So I might have been, like, accidentally unlocking my phone every once in a while. But if that didn't make a noise, then I don't know. Now it's been making, like, a... Tell you. Like, every few minutes it makes, like, a blip noise. Like, you know, when you press, like, a button on a phone when you're dialing? Like, a dial noise. And that doesn't do it either? Nope, that didn't do it either. That's probably on my end, then. It's probably the Hangouts service that I'm using. Interesting. That's very weird. Um, okay, uh, once it's cut together, I'll tell you and you can... Uh, listen to it or or um, I'll put it on SoundCloud or something so you can listen to it before I make it live. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, send me those links again so I can like listen to them in my free time, I guess. Okay, cool. Um, uh, don't forget, <laughs> don't forget to like and review us on iTunes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Love you, little mouse. I'll talk to you later. Text me Love how your you meeting too. goes. Bye. Okay. And we're dead. We're down. We're down. Stop.